What did Allah Ta'ala create this entire universe for? And in many ayats of the Quran Sharif, what did Allah Ta'ala create this entire universe for? And in many ayats of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala draws our attention to what He created. Don't they look at the sky above them? How did we create the sky? Such a vast expanse of the sky. Not one pillar holding it aloft. And then we beautified it with those stars. person looks out in the night and those stars are glittering in the sky and it looks like what a wonderful sight it is. And not a single gap in this entire sky. <coughs> Creation of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is saying, look at it. And wal arda madadnaha fani'mal mahidun. Allah Ta'ala is saying, don't they see how we spread out the earth? In what a wonderful way. Why? <coughs> and then the earth, the mountains, waja'ala fiha rawasiya. Allah Ta'ala created the mountains on the earth. Person, people kill themselves over the beauty of the mountain, but they fail to recognize the creator of the mountain. All that lush vegetation, those trees, those flowers, and all the various things that people go from one place to the other, travel thousands of miles to go and see the scenery. Allah is saying that who created all this? Why we created it? And then this insan Allah created, the Ashraful Makhluqat, the greatest of the creation of Allah Ta'ala. So Allah Ta'ala created this insan and put him in this dunya, this entire vast expanse of this universe, in this dunya then, Allah Ta'ala put insan in there. And Allah Ta'ala then put insan for what? So first Nabi Islam says, Inna dunya khuliqat lakum. All these things, the skies, these mountains, this, this earth, all this vegetation, the sun is rising, the moon is shining, the rains come down, the vegetation grows, the seas, all the creation and the unimaginable number of creation in the, in the seas. Allah Ta'ala says, all this was created in the dunya khuliqat lakum. All created for you, O insan. What is insan for then? وَأَنْتُمْ خُلِقْتُمْ لِلْآخِرَةِ Nabi Islam says, you have been created for the hereafter. Dunya for you. Not you for dunya. Dunya has been created for insan. Insan hasn't been created for the dunya. Insan has been created for the akhirat. And in order to make us stop where we are and take a U-turn from the busy world and come back to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala out of His grace, out of His mercy brings about these kind of occasions. Allah Ta'ala shows down His special mercies. That my bandhas got so busy in the dunya, let's give them some signboard that look, there's a yield sign here. Take it easy and think now, where are you heading to? Why did you come in the first place and where are you heading to? Imagine some person in one building, walking up and down, suddenly coming down the lift, and going up the stairs, and going into one office, and coming out from the other office, and 
People can just see him just moving from one point to the other. Somebody stops him and asks him, where are you going to? He says, I don't know. Why are you here in this building to start off with? Well, I just came. I don't know why I'm here. So you see, this chap needs an emergency appointment. Because he's here in this building. He doesn't know why he's here. He's moving from place to place, from office to office, and moving up the stairs and down the lifts. Why he's doing it, he doesn't know. This person requires an emergency op- appointment. So that person who doesn't know where he's going in one small building, and for that few hours, for that few minutes, he doesn't know why he's there. People want to make an emergency appointment for him. Allah Ta'ala put us in this vast dunya and without any purpose, without any objective, without any direction, impossible. Allah Ta'ala gave us a direction. But insan in this busy world forgets why he's here, where he's heading to. So out of his grace and mercy, Allah Ta'ala from time to time brings about these kind of occasions where these special mercies descend. So that the servants of Allah Ta'ala will stop and they will take this U-turn. And this is what Allah Ta'ala wants from us. وَأَنِيبُوا إِلَىٰ رَبِّكُمْ وَأَنِيبُوا إِلَىٰ رَبِّكُمْ Turn to your Rabb. Inabat. What is this inabat? Turning. The English language can't do any justice to the translation of the words. The inabat refers to الرجوع من شهوات من ظلمات الشهوات that returning away turning away and returning back to Allah Ta'ala from the darknesses of all the harm desires that a person has got himself in and unfortunately this has become the biggest challenge for every person in life there's so many things drawing a person in different directions desires <coughs> so a person returning away from there coming back to Allah Ta'ala الرجوع من الغفلة إلى الذكر it's inabat Allah Ta'ala is saying وَأَنِيبُوا إِلَىٰ رَبِّكُمْ come back to your Rabb return to Him الرجوع من الغفلة إلى الذكر returning from a state of heedlessness to the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala person was heedless of his salah Time of Fajr came, so we'll see Zuhar time. The person finds it very, very difficult now to the cold day, cold morning. So to move that blanket up out of his face is very heavy. Maybe the night before he pumped so much of iron, he could have picked up a cow also. But now in the morning, to lift those blankets off him is very difficult now, it's very heavy, can't be lifted. So now Allah Ta'ala is saying, no, come back. Come back to this remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Time for Salah, you come for Salah. It's time for Zuhar, you're there for Zuhar. Fajr, Zuhar, Asr, Maghrib, Isha, five times a day. Salah with Jama'ah in the Masjid. Person is not discharging his zakat correctly, that is ghaflat from zakat. So, min al-ghaflati ila dhikr. Now he starts paying his zakat correctly, calculating it correctly. And discharging it where it is supposed to be discharged. That too is his responsibility. Person, Hajj is due upon him. But he has been delaying it for years without any reason. So now to come back, Ruju to Allah Ta'ala. That now he makes immediate preparations for Hajj. A person has been involved in sin. 
from that ghaflat and heedlessness that he got into sin. In the various haram that he got himself involved in. To make sincere tawbah and come back to Allah Ta'ala. And a ruju min al-wahshati ilal uns. When a person will turn back to Allah Ta'ala, many a time shaitan puts these various fears in a person's mind. I'm going to now give up all this haram. What kind of life I'm going to have then? It's going to be a very dry and a boring life. These are actual questions that people ask and fears that people express. And if I'm going to give up all this haram, then I'm going to be, how am I going to live, how am I going to spend the time? How am I going to carry on with life? So this is shaitan. Shaitan puts the fears of all the things in a person's heart when he wants to do good. He wants to spend in the path of Allah Ta'ala, so shaitan puts poverty in front of his eyes. You will spend in Allah Ta'ala's path, something happens tomorrow, won't be the case. You rather store everything. So like that, somebody wants to do good, shaitan says, no, 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 you'll be living like one, maybe like a person in the mountains or something. Carry on with life now, you're still young. Carry on with life. But as we said, this world is a very busy world. Like we said, there are hundreds, maybe millions of cars, and hundreds of planes, and hundreds of trains. There are hundreds of janazas that have been carried today. Maybe thousands. Thousands of janazas, and funerals, and dead people have been carried on the shoulders of people today. And perhaps now, while we are sitting and talking, and nobody sitting here has got any guarantee they will live alive outside also. So shaitan puts all these various thoughts. But Allah Ta'ala doesn't leave a person deprived when a person comes back to Allah Ta'ala. Then he gets that uns, that true happiness, the prosperity, the uh, tranquility in his heart, which every person is desirous of, every person is dying for. Can we imagine if a person was given a choice? You've got a choice. One billion rands in cash. You know, make it dollars, no problem. Somebody might get happier by hearing it in dollars. Maybe somebody might be even happier if we make the example into pounds. So find one million, billion pounds. Because the figures will get higher then. So one billion pounds in cash. But it will come with one condition. You take this one billion pounds... And you'll have misery, but your life will be miserable. You'll be in a state of depression. And the other is, it's going to be dry bread and water, but you're going to have happiness. Your choice. You want happiness, but with dry bread and water. You'll get that, and you want one billion in cash. One billion. Make it pounds. Somebody might be able to do the mathematics already, how much it will add up into rands. But it will come with this condition that there will be misery, there will be depression, total depression in your life. Your life will be miserable. Which sane person will choose that? That fine, I want the wealth. Whatever happens thereafter, I want the wealth. Unfortunately, though this is so clear how foolish this will be, but because we don't see what is happening behind the scenes, which Allah Ta'ala has already told us, Allah's Nabi Islam has already described to us in detail. One is the clear-cut thing that somebody is told, 
take this, but with misery. But the other is, it's not so straightforward. It's a test. Outside is very glittering. But behind it, because that outside is going to be taken with sin, with haram, behind it, the misery is going to come along. The misery will come along with it. And that peace in the heart will never be there. And if there is the obedience of Allah Ta'ala, then there might still be a lot of challenges on the outside, on the external self, there will be a lot of challenges sometimes. There might be poverty, there might be dry bread and water to survive on. There might be illness, there might be various other things and calamity sometimes, Allah forbid. But the heart will be attached to Allah Ta'ala. And the heart will be at peace. And after all, this is what everybody is looking for. I want to be happy. But happiness is inside. So Allah Ta'ala gives us this occasion. Come back. From all the misery, come back to the tranquility that Allah Ta'ala is promising. And returning from everything towards that being who owns everything. Turning away from everything towards that being who owns everything, Allah Ta'ala, owner of everything. Malikul Mulk or Malikul Muluk. So, this is this occasion that we have been given to come back to Allah Ta'ala. One person who understood this occasion was Malik bin Dinar Rahmatullah. It was the 15th night of Shaban. He was a person that was addicted to his bottle. Any person wanted to find Malik bin Dinar, they knew where to find him. And perpetually in a state of intoxication. But some regret came. And this remorse came that I can't carry on like this. I need to come back to Allah Ta'ala. When a person shows that talab, when a person is genuinely seeking from inside, one is a casual just casual feeling, I need to turn. So now a person casually decides, I need to get married. His years will pass by, casually he's thinking about it, well, inshallah, someday we'll see. But he makes no real serious attempt to get married. Time will pass. So here the person wants to seriously attach himself to Allah. There's a thirst from inside, I need to get back. There's a regret and remorse or whatever has happened. There's a toba. This inabat refers to toba. So Malik bin Dinar, this came in him. It was the 15th night of Shaban. I need to get back to Allah Ta'ala. When that genuine thirst is there from inside, Allah Ta'ala makes the means. But there must be sincerity. There must be that genuineness. There must be that fervor, I must get back now. Enough is enough. So Allah Ta'ala then makes the ways and means in strange ways. From unseen sources, Allah Ta'ala makes the ways. In any case, he went to sleep. But this Toba had already come in his heart. Now it was a thing left now to physically turn around. So Allah Ta'ala created, sometimes a person thinks, but how am I going to do it? And all those thoughts again, what kind of life I will have? Allah Ta'ala creates the ways and means of him understanding that that will be a far and a million times better life. So in any case, he went to sleep. And in his sleep, he sees a dream. <clears throat> What had happened was, while he was carrying on his life in this 
particular manner in this intoxication, his little daughter of a few years old, who many a times when he would be in this drunken state, she would come and he would try to take that glass away from him or that bottle away and he would still carry on. But in that infancy, she passed away. And he was very attached to her. She was his little daughter after all. And he was very grieved at this. But his life still carried on. Now this 15th night of Shaban had come. There was this remorse, this regret. Can't carry on like this forever. And I need to get back. Now he slept. In a dream now he sees that as if it's the day of Qiyamah. Allah Ta'ala creates these ways and means. Many a person comes onto the right track. He says, what happened? I saw a dream. A dream is a dream. They are true dreams. They are dreams without any reality. But a dream brings a person to some kind of realization. Where am I heading? So he is seeing in a dream that it's like the day of Qiyamah. And now there's this huge python and serpent that is now coming and directly towards him. So he starts running. But this is chasing behind him. So as he's running, suddenly he comes past by one very old man, very good-looking, handsome person, but very old and very weak. He says to him that, the snake and serpent is chasing me, do something, help me. He says, look, I'd like to help you, but I'm too weak, I can't help you. I can't do anything for you. You'd rather run up this hill, maybe something might work out for you up this hill. In any case, a lengthy incident is getting to the crux of it. So he runs up a hill and there he sees like little homes or whatever and from one door that opens, this little daughter of his comes out. And this snake that was running behind him, she shoes it away basically and it goes away. So he is elated to see his daughter and he then picks her up. And in that moment, just getting to the crux of it again, he asks her, what is all this all about? The snake that was chasing me, that young, that person, that old person I saw, you are here, what is this all about? So she says, well, that old man that you saw, the serpent and snake that you saw that was chasing you, these were your evil deeds. All the sins that you committed, this took the form of this serpent which was coming to attack you. And that old man, that good looking old man, very weak person, that was your good deeds. But it was so weak and so little that it could do nothing to help you now. Couldn't save you from that snake. Person's iman will certainly take him one day to Jannat. But it may not be sufficient to save him from the initial azab. He says, that was your good deeds, very weak. It couldn't save you from the serpent. But I passed away in infancy and Allah Ta'ala preserved me here so that the day will come when I will be able to be of assistance to you. So today I came to help you and chase the snake away. And he saw this much and his eyes opened. And when his eyes opened, he was still trembling. That snake that he saw which had caused such a shock within him. When his eyes opened, he was now wide awake and understanding that he had seen a dream only. But he was still trembling from that. And that became the turning point in his life. 
And then not just the turning point, he made inabat. He understood there's a U-turn to make. He made the U-turn 360 degrees, not, not 360 degrees, but a complete U-turn, 180 degrees, getting back to Allah Tabaraka wa ta'ala. To the extent that he became Malik bin Dinar rahmatullahi. That personality, Allah Ta'ala gave him a great rank. There are many, many incidents about Malik bin Dinar rahmatullahi. What a position and status Allah Ta'ala gave him. But what was his beginning? This was his beginning. A life of intoxication. A life deep down in the gutters. But that point came of remorse and regret. And it came on the 15th night of Shaban. And he seized that moment. In the hadith, Nabi Islam says, Inna lillahi ta'ala nafahatun fil ard. Fata'arradu laha. That there are rays of mercy that come from the side of Allah Ta'ala from time to time on the earth. So grab onto it. There are rays of this mercy that come. Don't let it pass. It'll come and go. But the person who is alert and takes onto it, he'll take the benefit of it. So this occasion came also. Allah Ta'ala blessed us with this moment. We are living, we are around. There were many people who were around last year, are not here anymore. There are people who were here today, but are not here now. Just before we came for Isha Salah, there was one funeral message. One person passed away just Maghrib time. So he was around today, but he's no more around now. We are still around. Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with life still. So Allah Ta'ala is showering his mercies on this day. In one hadith, Nabi Islam says that when the 15th night of Sha'ban comes, then Allah Ta'ala descends, meaning his special mercies descend on the lowest heaven. And then Allah Ta'ala forgives people to the extent of the number of hay on the sheep of Bani Kalb, the tribe of Bani Kalb, which was a tribe known for its thousands of sheep that they had. Now thousands of sheep, one sheep, how many strands of wool on one sheep? Thousands of sheep, how much? We can't count. Allah Ta'ala forgives so many people. And Allah Ta'ala himself, those who seek Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness on this night, Allah Ta'ala forgives them. Those who seek Allah Ta'ala's rahmat and mercy, Allah Ta'ala showers down his rahmat and mercy on them. Allah Ta'ala himself is asking, Anybody seeking forgiveness, I may grant it to him, I may forgive him. Anybody asking for sustenance, halal rizq, rizq wherein there will be barakat. Halal rizq which will be barakat. Because if it comes with barakat, it will be a source of happiness and joy. It will be a source of serenity and peace. It will be a source of great tranquility. It will make life on earth a pleasure. And if it is in, you can't count how much it is, but it comes without barakat, then that will become a source of misery. That very wealth will become a source of pain. It will become a source of great anguish. So, alamin mustarziqin fa'arzuqa. Is there somebody that is asking for halal, tayyib, rizq with baraka? I will grant it to him. Alamin mubtalan fa'u'afiyah. Is there somebody in some problem? Some problem as far as his deen is concerned. Somebody is involved and steeped in some guna. Somebody is having some affair on the side. Allah forbid. Somebody is steeped in some intoxicants. Somebody is steeped in some other kind of sin. Whatever it may be. 
we are not here to judge anybody or to look down upon anyone because we have to regard ourselves and not just think about it as some theory to regard it as reality that I'm the worst on earth but this is what Allah Ta'ala is now offering alamin mubtalan fawafia is anybody in any difficulty whether it's pertaining to his deen whether it's pertaining to his dunya I may give him deliverance out of that difficulty and hardship Allah kaza Allah kaza hatta yatlu al fajr Allah Ta'ala keeps calling out until the morning so Allah Ta'ala is calling out it's for the bandhas now to respond many a times when these occasions come we attend the gathering of this nature we listen to some talk the purpose of the talk is to enlighten us of what is the virtue what is the importance but many a times this becomes the sum total of our observance of the occasion whereas Allah's Nabi Wasallam, how did he spend this night Aisha Siddiqa says that Nabi Wasallam came and he started performing salah and before that in one hadith it is mentioned that first Nabi Wasallam came and lay down on the bed after a while he woke up but he thought Aisha is asleep already so he woke up but how he woke up he woke up very very softly and silently then he put on his shoes he put on his shoes very silently very quietly then he opened the door very gently and then he left very very gently he then he closed the door behind him very gently now for somebody to be repeating this on everything that he did this gently and he did that gently and he did that gently then this must have been something so conspicuous it wasn't something by the way and it must be somebody taking pains to do it in that way that it was observed in every action why so that he does not disturb Aisha who he thought was sleeping whereas she wasn't asleep she was observing what is going on so that he does not disturb her sleep who is it? his wife but he wants to cause no disturbance where is he going? he's waking up for the ibadat of Allah Ta'ala. but that ibadat of Allah Ta'ala that he's waking up to it must not cause any disturbance to anybody this 15th night of Shaban it comes with the message of akhlaq with the message of mu'asharat that a person, a mu'min doesn't cause any taklif to anybody that he is very very humble, very gentle very compassionate, very considerate nobody gets any kind of taklif from him he's not my way or the highway but he is very accommodating do it how I want it otherwise it's the highway no no he will accommodate to the best of his ability he will tolerate he understands what is the value of hilm tolerance that what will this bring to him the importance of sabr this akhlaq because all this takes sabr also doing this gently takes sabr and sabr sometimes in many situations a person has to adopt sabr sabr is a, sometimes a very bitter gulp to swallow Sabar is a very bitter gulp to swallow sometimes. 
And because it's a very bitter gulp to swallow, Allah Ta'ala says, Inna Allah sabirin For salah, this you'll get. For zakat, you'll get this. For fasting, you'll get this. For hajj, you'll get this. For various other amal, you'll get this. For sabr, Allah Ta'ala says, I'm with you. Everything else, you'll get something. Sabr, I'm with you. And sabr is a very bitter gulp to swallow sometimes. But its end result is very sweet. Sabr, its end result is very sweet. Sometimes a person drinks something sweet, but then he complains of an aftertaste, a bad aftertaste. Sabr has a bitter gulp sometimes, but the aftertaste and the end result is always very sweet. But at that moment, that is a moment of sabr, when the issue happens right there, right then. And when that person adopts that sabr, then it's no mention of what reward. The reward is Allah Ta'ala Himself. So this 15th of Shaban comes with this message of this sabr, this tolerance, this akhlaq, this good living. So in any case, Allah's Nabi Wasallam then finally came to get to that, that he came and started performing salah. And he eventually went into sajda. And when he went into sajda, he performed such a long sajda, as we are talking about, that this night is not the end of the night now. When we will leave now, the night has only started. Everybody has their capacity, we have our limitations, all of us are not of that caliber that we can spend the whole night awake. But we have to apply ourselves to some extent. Something. If we go to sleep early, then we try and wake up at least about 45 minutes, one hour before Seri time, the last hour, especially now in winter, it's very much easier. Person wakes up at even half past four, two, it's, he's had all a full night's sleep already, and it's still tahajjud time. And comfortably he can perform some rakats of tahajjud and then turn to Allah Ta'ala. So this namaz Nabi Sallallahu was making, he made such a lengthy sajda, such a lengthy sajda, that Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha actually feared that perhaps he passed away in sajda. Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, his sajda is very normally long in nafil. So this wasn't a very odd thing that he would perform a long sajda. It was a common thing. So how much longer it was on this night? Only when something is really out of the norm, then it creates some kind of question. Aisha actually felt that Nabi Sallallahu passed away. And she actually got worried. She woke up from her place. And she went in the, it was dark. She went and she touched the foot of Nabi Sallallahu When she touched his foot, she perceived some slight movement. Then she was at ease again. That no, what I thought wasn't correct. So she came back and she lay down. After Nabi Sallallahu completed the salah, so he asked her that, did you think that something had happened? So she said, no, no, I just thought that perhaps you passed away. The Beast said, no, but don't you know what night it is because it was just revealed? So she said, no, I don't know what night it is. The Beast said, this is the middle night of Shaban. And Jibreel Salaam came to me and informed me that Allah Ta'ala forgives his makhluk by the multitudes, forgives his servants in numbers. But can we imagine on such a night when Thousands and millions of people are being forgiven. Nabi Salaam says that Jibreel Salaam said that Allah Ta'ala looks at his creation with mercy and forgives. But Allah Ta'ala does not look at certain categories of people. 
on a night when the rahmat is pouring, the maghfirat is descending, but some person gets excluded. So what a tremendous deprivation that a person gets excluded from the mercy of such a night. So before we even discuss those categories, how do we ensure we are not in it? Very, very simple. Allah Ta'ala's deen is so simple. There is nothing more simpler. There is nothing more easier than deen. But we have to just understand how simple it is and take it the way it is. That if a person, for example, if he made his father angry, made his mother angry, he is going to have a long time to think about how he's going to make them happy again. If he's really gone over the board and crossed the boundaries, then sometimes he feels that there's no chance now. I've been kicked out, I've been kicked out, and that's it now. And he is probably going to have a hard time to get back into their good books. But Allah Ta'ala's Raham, Allah Ta'ala's mercy, His forgiveness, His grace is beyond our imagination. All it requires is while a person is sitting right here, right now, sincere repentance from the heart. Bas. Sincere repentance with that remorse, that regret, and that firm intention that now, from this moment onwards, this is out of my life. Because that person becomes the VIP of Allah Ta'ala. A genuine sincere tawbah. So on this night, Nabi Islam is saying certain people become deprived of the mercy of Allah Ta'ala on this night. Who are these people? That Allah Ta'ala does not look at any person with mercy and forgive him who commits shirk and ascribes partners to Allah Ta'ala. In his being, in his attributes. Allah Ta'ala is one and the sifat and attributes of Allah Ta'ala that are exclusive to him, that's for him alone. Allah Ta'ala alone gives risk. Allah Ta'ala alone gives health, gives illness. Allah Ta'ala alone gives life, gives death. Children, Allah alone grants. And everything Allah Ta'ala alone is the one who is the doer. So in the attributes of Allah Ta'ala also, he does not commit any shirk. And in the being of Allah Ta'ala, he does not commit any shirk. Time is very limited. There is no time to go into the detail of this. Otherwise, this is a topic on its own. Then the second category, Nabi Islam says, Wala ila mushahinin. Allah Ta'ala does not forgive a person who harbors malice. On this night, a person who harbors malice gets deprived of Allah Ta'ala's mercy. Now on the one hand, this rahmat is pouring. This maghfirat is descending. And on the other side, because of just sometimes some trivial petty issue, a person deprives himself. And many, many times, sometimes things get very complicated also. But most of the time, all it requires is somebody just humbling himself. Whatever it is, whether I'm right or you right or whatever it is, doesn't matter. But let's just bury the hatchet. Let's just forget about it. Maybe if there's an issue to then resolve, that issue will be resolved. But let's forget the past in terms of whatever the problem was. We'll resolve the issue in an amicable way. But let's clear our hearts. Let's be clean in terms of our hearts and relationship. It just requires one person to humble himself, to just pick up that phone, to just take that step, to just lower himself a little for Allah Ta'ala's sake. Man Allah. The one who humbles himself for Allah Ta'ala, not for any other purpose. Allah Ta'ala will elevate him. All it requires sometimes, between family members, between friends, between 
associates between whatever and whoever. All it requires is somebody to just humble himself. Humble himself for Allah Ta'ala alone, not for anybody else. Not for anything else. But when a person humbles himself for Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala elevates him. But what a, what a great thing that a person will humble himself a little bit. It won't cut anybody's nose. His nose won't go out of joint. In fact, he will gain respect in the dunya also. But he will gain this great rahmat of this night. He'll gain the maghfirat of Allah on this night. So this is something beyond our imagination. Many a times when people come up with their youngsters also, sometimes students come in the madrasa complaining about somebody said this to them and did that to them. And they, sometimes some person comes, says, I'm very, very enraged. I don't think anything is going to hold me back from really now sorting this person out. So after the person finished, express all his anger and his frustration. And now it's, it's come to the peak. Now if he doesn't sort the person out, it's going to be impossible for him to carry on living. He's reached that end of it. So after he's finished saying everything, tell him that, okay, just think about it for one moment before you do what you're going to do. Supposing if this person comes and he says, or somebody else comes and says to you, look, you know what, just take this one million quietly, just put it in your pocket, just leave this fellow alone. How many degrees do you think your anger will drop in one second? At the moment he's running at 100 degrees. In one second, where do you think he'll come? So the honest truth from the inside the heart will say that he'll come to zero in less than one second. All that frustration and all that anger and all that what a person felt that if he doesn't sort him out, then he's, he's going to probably drop dead. If he can't handle the stress anymore and... Uh, this pressure is too much now. If he doesn't sort this person out, then this pressure is going to explode. And suddenly that pressure fizzled out with the, just the, even he didn't even give him to yet to, he's still in his hands. He might turn around and go with it. But just mention one million and suddenly all, uh, everything just like a balloon just got opened out. Everything went away. Wait, it went away, it went away for one million. Sometimes even for one thousand it will go away too. Allah Ta'ala is offering what no, nobody in the world can give and what the whole world can't give. But all it requires is one thing only. Only requires humility. It only requires a person humbling himself a little. And for Allah Ta'ala alone. That's all. Nothing else. Only it requires somebody to humble himself. And be, to the, be the first person to take that reward. To be the one that will take the reward by being, by initiating it. By making that call. So this is also a very important thing that we keep our hearts clean. This is the mu'min. He, al-mu'minuna hayyinuna layyinun. Nabi Sallallahu says, mu'minin, the believers, very easy going, very soft. They have no formalities about them and very easy going. No hard and fast and you know what, my way or the highway kind of stories. So something happened, they are human, they feel it, others will feel it. We are human, we are not made of stone and rock. It's human nature to feel something. That is why Shariat is given three days. Somebody got upset up to three days, is given despite. Fine, cool off, take three days. But when three days has passed, now the cooling off period has passed. Now you've got to sign the deal. The deal is signed now. Sometimes a person does some deal, property deal or whatever, the cooling off period. But when the cooling off period is passed, then it's all done now, sealed and done. So now it's passed, the cooling of period has passed, three days have gone. Now the heart should be clean. Then Nabi Salaam says, Wala ila 
qati'i rahimin, which was more or less linked to what we are talking about, but this is more specific, that Allah Ta'ala does not shower his mercy on somebody that cuts off family ties. This is also linked to that, what we just spoke about, sometimes there's malice with family members, and as a result, a person cuts off family ties, stops talking to family people. This is something we need to understand carefully, that maintaining family ties does not necessitate that a person has to be sitting daily with somebody. Or he has to go and visit him every week. Or he has to go and invite him every week. But he maintains a cordial relationship with him. Whenever he gets an opportunity, he sometimes visits him. He sometimes invites him maybe. And he is, he's not, when he sees him coming, he's taking a U-turn. That person is looking the one way, he's looking the other way. There's no salam. That is not permissible at all. But to whatever extent he can, he doesn't have sometimes a very good familiarity with the person. So he will maintain it at a minimal. That's fine, that's good enough. But he will not subvertize. So this is also something that a person needs to do. Here also again, often all it requires is one phone call. One little, just meeting the person, just clearing the air, just saying maf, and a person moves on in life. Then the fourth category, Nabi Islam says, Wala ila musbilin. Some person, this pertains to males who allow their garments to flow beneath their ankles. This is a topic on its own as well. Allah's Nabi Islam is mentioning it on this occasion, an occasion of this importance, an occasion of this magnitude. Sometimes people raise this that deen is more important than all these things. Indeed, deen has far many, many more important things in terms of other important things. But when Allah's Nabi is mentioning something, then that is enough for its importance. And mentioning it on occasion of this magnitude, then that is of prior importance also. Why? What has this got to do with how everything else functions in life? We'll ask Nabi Islam on the day of Qiyamah. This is something we have to accept whatever Allah and His Nabi Islam give us wholeheartedly. Why? So many are things we don't know. Many, many things in life that we don't know. But we don't go on asking why. There are many things in a person, how his body functions and whatever else. He hasn't gone to any professor why this happens and why that happens. He accepts it. That's it. Allah's Nabi has said something, accept it. The physical doctor gives some prescription, do this, do that, avoid this, avoid that, wholeheartedly accepted. So the spiritual doctor of doctors is given certain prescriptions. Do these things, avoid these things. A mu'min wholeheartedly takes it. An ashiq of Rasulullah he asks, what did my Nabi do? He asks, what did my Nabi say? Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That is enough for him. Why he said it? I don't need to know. I only need to know what he said. What did he ask me to do? What does he want from me? I just need to meet him on the day of Qiyamah in a condition that he is happy with me because I did what he wanted. So this is the category that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi mentions. Again, as we mentioned at the beginning, all it requires is sincere tawbah. But that one moment a person has restored his relationship with Allah Ta'ala. Then Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, khamrin." That a person who indulges in intoxicants, such a person too is deprived of the mercy of this night. This is also something that we need to take note of. And... Again, as we mentioned in between, we are not here to judge anybody. And nobody has the right to judge anyone else. 
What is the end result of a person? Only Allah Ta'ala knows. Who makes Tawbah when? And becomes that special servant of Allah Ta'ala? Who becomes the Malik bin Dinar of the time? Nobody knows. Malik bin Dinar was also on the bottle at one time. But he got that rank that we can't even look at it. Who becomes the Malik bin Dinar of the time? Only Allah Ta'ala knows. But if somebody has some habit of some sort, we need to seek help, then we should seek the help. We should not be uh, procrastinating, delaying. Life is very short and life is very precious. We make sincere tawbah to Allah wa Ta'ala and in order to remain on that tawbah, we seek the help of somebody that can help us. We make the tawbah between us and Allah Ta'ala but for that steadfastness, we would sometimes need help from somebody. We take the help. If we know somebody needs the help, we offer the help with compassion, with kindness. We offer the help. Everybody is Allah Ta'ala's bandhas. We are also Allah Ta'ala's servants and others are also Allah Ta'ala's servants. We all need to get back to Allah Ta'ala. So on this night when all these rahmat, this maghfirat is descending, Nabi Islam is saying to us that these categories of people get deprived. We need to ensure that we are out of this. We make sincere tawbah. We come back to Allah wa Ta'ala. We make ruju to Allah Ta'ala. This life is very, very short. Today, as we just mentioned, today people are gone already. Tomorrow our turn will come. When a person hears somebody's funeral and he says, Inna lillahi wa inna ilihi raji'un. The message of Inna lillah. One is the translation. The message of Inna lillah is, You today, me tomorrow. You today, me tomorrow. My turn is coming. I am lowering you in your grave today. Tomorrow I am going to be lowered in my grave. Harun Rashid, long incident, we don't have time to go into it. When his son, who left the kingdom and went away, and eventually passed away, just in a barren place, you know, living in a jungle. So eventually when Harun Rashid was informed, this is what happened, he finally went to the grave. But his son had written one note before he passed away and gave it to the person that was attending to him and said, give this to my father. One message that he gave him. Son of the king, but he had abandoned the entire kingdom. I don't want to have anything to do with all this. And he totally dedicated himself to the worship of Allah Ta'ala and eventually passed away lying down on the bare ground. But then he wrote one poem just before he passed away as a message to his father who was the king, Harun Rashid who ruled over probably half the known world at that time. Once one cloud was passing over, Harun Rashid looked at it and he said, you can go and rain wherever you want. Wherever you go and rain, it will still be raining in my territory. I will still get the benefit of that rain. Whether you rain here, you go and rain 100 kilometers away, or wherever you go rain, it will still be my territory. What a vast kingdom he ruled over. But this son of his, and he was a pious person also. But the son of his wrote one note to him, one poem to him. And he said, Ya sahibi, la taghtarir bitana'umi. Wal-umru yanfadu wal-na'imu yazulu. Then, oh my father, don't become deceived with all this glitter and glamour. With all these bounties and na'mats that Allah Ta'ala showered upon you. Don't be deceived by it. Don't think that this will carry on forever. Wal-umru yanfadu. Life will pass. And even all these bounties will also go away one day. Nothing will remain forever. 
all this will pass. One person in around the 4th century, he built one palace. I imagine in the 4th century building and construction in that time, what must have been the processes of the labor and so on. No machinery and all that we have like this day. And that palace was such, it had more than 10,000 pillars. And they were, it was built over five, five years with more than 20,000 people working on it. And he barely lived in it for a few years. And he passed away. And that palace also didn't survive more than 25 years. 25 years later, there was some war and it was bombarded with uh, whatever was the artillery of that time and it caught fire and the whole thing burned down. So five years, 20,000 people working on it, 10,000 pillars, but that too came to an end. That palace too came to an end. So, This life is passing and all these ni'mats and bounties also will one day come to an end. And then he said to him, وَإِذَا حَمَلْتَ إِلَى الْقُبُورِ جَنَازَةً فَعَلَمْ بِأَنَّكَ بَعْدَهَا مَحْمُولُ That, oh my father, when you carry a janaza to, your, to its grave, then remember, one day after this janaza, you are also going to be carried to your grave. That today you are standing at my grave, tomorrow somebody will be standing at your grave. So before that time comes, prepare for it. Allah Ta'ala gave us these occasions to prepare for that. To take this U-turn in this busy world, not to get so busy in the world that we don't know why we are in the world. Not to get so busy in the dunya that we forget the akhirat. Not to get so busy in the dunya that we forget the rabbi dunya. The khaliq dunya. We forget the creator of the world. So a person will live in the world. He fulfills his needs and necessities. But he will remember Allah Ta'ala first. And this is what Allah Ta'ala has given us these occasions for. That we come back to Allah Ta'ala. When Allah Ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq that we truly make this turn and come back to our Rabb, come back to our Creator, make the sincere Tawbah from all sins, whatever was discussed, and every sin in general, that we come back to Allah Ta'ala and earn the blessings, the mercies, the rahmat, the maghfirat of this night. And this is the doorstep to Ramadan. Ramadan is at our doorstep. <coughs> it's very significant that barely 15 days before Ramadan, such a great occasion comes. Ramadan itself is such a great month. Barely two weeks before that, such a great occasion. This is now that enough time has passed now from the first of Rajab. Now is the time to make serious preparations for Ramadan. And now is the time to be really ready to receive the Mubarak month. To clean out. When a person, some occasion, some function is taking place, he starts cleaning out the house, painting and whatever else. It's time to clean out. Clean the heart out of all the evils, all the malice, all the jealousy, all the hatred all the haram, all the sins, all the illicit things, clean it out. Clean it out so that the pure rahmat of Ramadan can then point. <coughs> and so that a person now in the month of Ramadan comes, he is ready to receive the rahmat of Allah. May Allah ta'ala give us a tawfiq. اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا غلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين وألحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين 
غير خزايا ولا ندامة ولا مفتونين اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان واحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان واجعلنا من الراشدين ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان وجعلنا من الراشدين ربنا لا تآخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين إله العالمين يا الله أموس مرسفل الله أموس غريشس الله أموس فقيبك الله يا الله out of your grace and mercy you have enabled us to witness this مبارك night يا الله إله العالمين do not deprive us of the mercy of this night يا الله Ilahul Alamin, forgive all our major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, let us be among those who will receive your maghfirat, Ya Allah. Let us be among those who will receive your rahmat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, we are also begging for your maghfirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you have yourself said that is there anybody begging for my forgiveness, I will grant it to him. Ya Allah, we are begging for your forgiveness, Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, we are begging for your mercy, you give it to us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, we are all, Ya Allah, in spiritual ailments, in physical ailments, Ya Allah, we are seeking remedy from all the ailments, Ya Allah, you remove us from all this, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, you grant us complete afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, you keep us steadfast on sirat mustaqim Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, make us your grateful servants, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, enable us to be grateful to you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all your bounties you showered upon us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you gave us life, Ya Allah. You gave us these hands, Ya Allah. You gave us our feet, Ya Allah. You gave us our eyes, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you gave us our tongue, Ya Allah. You gave us our hearts, Ya Allah. But Ya Allah, how ungrateful we have been. We have used everything against you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we have used these eyes to see what you have forbidden, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we have used these hands to hold what you have forbidden, Ya Allah. We have walked towards everything that you have forbidden, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, how ungrateful we have been, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, if somebody does something that just merely irritates us, we become so enraged, Ya Allah. Somebody does something that is just against our temperament, we cannot tolerate it at all, Ya Allah. We have not done anything for that person, but the person just says something that offends us, we cannot tolerate it, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you gave us everything, Ya Allah. You are keeping us alive, Ya Allah. Every moment we are breathing the air that you have provided for us, Ya Allah. We have eaten the food that you have given us, Ya Allah. And yet we have disobeyed you, Ya Allah. We have disobeyed you in the night, Ya Allah. We have disobeyed you in the day, Ya Allah. We have disobeyed you everywhere on the earth, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, yet you have tolerated so much, Ya Allah. You have forgiven so much, Ya Allah. You are still giving us food to eat, Ya Allah. You are still giving us air to breathe, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, you forgive our sin, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, you forgive our ingratitude, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, we are sincerely repenting on this Mubarak night, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, we deeply regret the sins we have committed, Ya Allah. We deeply regret all the wrong we have done, Ya Allah. We deeply regret the ingratitude we have shown, Ya Allah. 
Ilahul Alamin, we are begging for your forgiveness, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, you grant us, Ya Allah, your forgiveness, Ya Allah. Accept our tawbah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, accept our tawbah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, all the things that Nabi Sallallahu has warned against, Ya Allah. We are making sincere tawbah from it, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, you save us from going back to all those things, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, you save us from going to any sin, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, keep us on Sirat al-Mustaqeem, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Enable us to do that which you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Save us from everything that you are displeased with, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. If death comes now, how are we going to face Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? What account we will give in front of you on the day of Qiyamah, Ya Allah? Ilahul Alamin, we have nothing that we can give, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Your Nabi Islam will become happy, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Our work will be get done, Ya Allah. We will be safe from the azab of the Jahannam, Ya Allah. We will be safe from the azab of the Qabr, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, your Nabi Islam will become happy, Ya Allah. That his Ummati got saved, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we have caused great pain to the Mubarak heart of Rasulullah Wasallam. With all our ill actions, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you save us from create, giving any more taklif to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, you grant us the topic of bringing happiness to the heart of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you grant us, Ya Allah, complete hidayat, Ya Allah. Grant our families and children complete hidayat, Ya Allah. Grant our relatives complete hidayat, Ya Allah. Grant our friends complete hidayat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you give hidayat to the entire ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Forgive every single person from the ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. You forgive us, Ya Allah. Grant us the best of this dunya and the best of the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All the ills that we have done, Ya Allah. You save us from it in the future, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. You give us the tawfiq of performing our five times salah with jama'ah, Ya Allah. Give us the tawfiq, Ya Allah, of Ya Allah, fulfilling all the commands of deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, clean our hearts out of all the malice, the jealousy, the hatred, the ill feelings, the animosity, Ya Allah. You put love and muhabbat in our hearts, Ya Allah. Unite the ummah, Ya Allah. Unite the families, Ya Allah. Unite the relatives, Ya Allah. Unite the husbands and wives, Ya Allah. Unite the parents and children, Ya Allah. Unite the brothers and sisters, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, unite the ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All those who have asked us to make dua for them, Ya Allah, you fulfill all their pious desires, Ya Allah. Fulfill all their needs, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those who are sick, give them shifai, kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, those who are in need, fulfill their needs, Ya Allah. Those who are in difficulties, remove their difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all the mercies of this night, Ya Allah, you show it upon us as well, Ya Allah. Upon our families and relatives, Ya Allah. Upon our friends, Ya Allah. Upon the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Fill our hearts with the love of the way of life of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Ya Allah, put the hatred of the way of the Yahud and Nasara in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from following the way of the Yahud and Nasara, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us death on complete Iman, Ya Allah. Give us death on Kamil Iman, Ya Allah. Give us death on Tawbat and Nasuh, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Give us death with the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Fill our covers with Noor, Ya Allah. Make our covers gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, give us the shafat of Rasulullah Give us Jannatul Firdos without any reckoning, Ya Allah. We are not capable of giving any reckoning, Ya Allah. Give us Jannatul Firdos without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those who have passed away from our families, from the entire Ummah, Ya Allah, fill their covers with Noor, Ya Allah. Make their complete Maghfirat, Ya Allah. Give them the highest stages in the Akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, those of our parents who have passed away, Ya Allah, forgive them, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give them the highest stages in Jannat, Ya Allah. Those of our parents who are living, Ya Allah, give them Barkat in their lives, Ya Allah. Give them good health, Ya Allah. 
enable us to serve them, to be obedient to them, to make them happy, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, enable us to take their du'as, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all our asatizah kiram, all the mashayikh, Ya Allah, all those who have been a means of deen reaching us, Ya Allah. Give them the best, Ya Allah, rewards in this world and those who have passed on the akhirat also, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us afiyat, Ya Allah. You grant us your rahmat, Ya Allah. Save us from all the evils, Ya Allah. Save us from the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Save the youth of the ummah, Ya Allah. Save the, Ya Allah, adults of the ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, whatever we have asked for, grant us that as well, Ya Allah. What we should have asked for without asking, give it to us, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nasaluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu bika min sharri masta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balaag. Wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-ali al-azim.